talking about boxing. Just absolutely boxing. We're talking about boxing. Just absolutely boxing. Boxing. Just absolutely boxing. Alright y'all, what's going on? Welcome back to another Just Absolutely Boxing Podcast, episode 91. I'm Combo Breaker 99. What's up everybody? It's your boy Boxing P. And we got a little, we got a good, pretty good fight weekend coming up. You know, we got some Friday night fights that we're going to talk about real quick that, that we possibly going to be at. Mm-hmm. And we got, you know, Tank Davis versus uh, Hugo Ruiz now. Yeah. Since Abner Morris, you know, he stepped out. Uh, we still got Tank returning this weekend and all. Uh, we got an interesting topic we're going to talk about. I'll break that down in a minute. But uh, how you been doing, P? Good, man. Good. You know, just um, in the grind. You know, grind mode. That's it. Same thing, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah man. It's, it, you know, it don't stop until you get where you're trying to go. So I'm nowhere near where I'm trying to go, Get trying to get to. So got to keep pushing, man. Got to keep pushing, man. We're going to get there, man. We're going to get there. But, um, you know. Fight camp for me started yesterday. <laughs> I'm so as hell, man. I was uh, I was doing some weight training yesterday. You know, okay. something I don't do a lot of. You know, yeah. I do a lot of cardio and running, but I've been trying to do a little bit of weight training, man. I, I did heavy stuff yesterday, so you know, I did like squatted like over hundred something. You know, yeah, over my body weight. Yeah, and I benched a little over my body weight. So, yeah, you know, I ain't bragging, but you know. I, I I had a little workout set, you know. I gotta give a shout out to uh, the guy that run the gym. His name is Dan. Yeah. You know, he came up with a little workout plan. And he was just telling me how if you want to do like a full body workout, you know, some of this these little sets help. Yeah. So you know, I did them, man, and shit, I'm feeling it now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I could barely step out the car. But I, sw- I had to swing my leg out, man. And then you had me walking up these, I uh, walking up these steps, boy. I was breathing hard, man. Mm, it hurt so good. Hurt good, man. But yeah, today mm-hmm. was a little rest day, man. I just went for a walk, chill, man. Cause it was like seventy five, man. I'm yeah, sweating, it was a man. beautiful day. But yeah, man. Um, let's talk about this boxing coming up, man. Friday night, coming up at uh, Dorton Arena. You know, the gate's gonna be open at seven p.m. You know, we got uh, Michael Williams Jr. He, he making his return. Yeah, making his return to the ring. He's looking for his. Uh, this is gonna be his ninth fight, right? Ninth. Yep. His ninth fight. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we go we gonna be there, right, man? Just yeah, we be in the building. Jab effect, definitely be in the building. Um, Friday night, Darton Arena. And his uh, trainer, Roy Jones Jr., he gonna be there. Yeah, Roy Jones is supposed to be in the building. Um, uh, DJ K Capri is um DJ, and so it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty lit in there, man. I ain't gonna lie. For y'all old school people, you know DJ. Yeah, Kick a pre- you give him a yeah. quick crash course yeah. on a piece, I you mean, <laughs> just just a little something. Man. Just, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, um, in the nineties, he was one of the premier DJs. Um, one of his uh most, you know, probably gigs that people remember him from is Def Comedy Jam, DJing on Def Comedy Jam. So, um, definitely shout out to Kid Capri. Definitely, um, a legend in the game, DJ game. Yeah, sure. definitely. Like that was my intro for him as a kid, cause like in the '90s, since I was a kid, then like I ain't really seen like some of his other DJ work. But like when I was sneaking watch Def Comedy Jam, cause mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to be watching that. <laughs> you know, I was sneaking mm-hmm. watch it. I would see him up there, so I was like, okay, that's Kid Capri. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. 
But yeah, man, overall, man, hopefully it's going to be a good little experience again, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and you know, it's always, always. <clears throat> a good um, environment. You know, it's, it's all races, all shapes, sizes, colors. People will be surprised that the, the people that, you know, come out to the fights. Um, it's always a good crowd. Um, and it's and it's fun. Like I say, you know, yeah. they got a DJ playing music in between the fights. They got food. They got drinks. They got and just the networking. You know, it's all types of people doing all types of different things. So um, I always enjoy myself when I go. Yeah, yeah, that's something like a lot of people. You know, I like to encourage. You know, I know you like yourself. Like even if you're not really a fan of boxing. You might just just come out for the atmosphere, you know, yeah, and then you definitely. might turn into a boxing fan. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and seeing a live fight is a little different from just, you know, watching the fight on TV, the crowd, the energy, you know, it's a lot going on in there. So, you know, if you ain't doing nothing, come on out Friday night, uh, seven o'clock, Darton Arena. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to be there, man. But, um, yeah, man, let's look at real quick, man. You know, this ain't really like a big fight. Javante Davis and uh, Hugo Ruiz, they make yeah. their return. But uh, this Saturday coming up, man, I I'm just ready to see Tank, you know, put on his statement again, you know, get back on that track. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know, like I said in the last episode, uh, Ruiz, you know, he fought last month, you know, so he's going to be a little more active, the fresher guy, but. I still see Tank coming through. I mean, I see that. Just just way Tank been looking and training. I see yeah. him going through him, man. Yeah, I mean, Tank still got a lot of fight in him. So, I mean, a lot to prove, a lot to accomplish. So, um, this guy is just another um, thing keeping him from accomplishing his goals. So, I, I really don't see it. I really don't see this stopping him from that. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing him back in action Saturday night, man. He was a little inactive last year. So, um, definitely good to see him in the first quarter, you know, getting a fight. And um, like he's been saying, he he plans on being busy this year. So I mean, that that's that's just always a good thing for a fighter staying busy. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> and you know what's crazy about it, man? Is like the past few months that I, or month that I've been seeing Tank, he been looking like he already on weight. Yeah, like he ain't been looking. You know, <clears throat> like a lot of people say he was looking a little chunky for a while, but yeah, he been looking like. He's been in the already fight mode. I just watched the um video. I think it was Ellie. Um, and his face was chiseled. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's how he looked when he when he was working with Cunningham that time. So, um, like I say, I mean, he's 23, 24. The kid. I mean, hella motivated. I mean, this is uh, he's living his best life, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Cause he, like you said before, he got kind of skyrocketed to that platform you know came out of baltimore to hard life and it got skyrocketed oh, by yeah. floyd and oh yeah you know so it was kind of new to him you know oh yeah that's why it was a lot of things in between that you know communication with him and floyd and just that whole transition you know it was just such a fast change you know there was probably some words said in there yeah but, definitely know, nothing with, really absolutely with some bumps in the road because um you know, definitely two kind of strong personalities i mean even though tank is more seems like a type of quiet guy it's still a strong personality. Um, but two, three days ago, Floyd made, you know, made a nice little post on Instagram about him, you know, letting him know he was proud of him and just had some real encourager, encouraging and motivating words for um Tank Davis. I thought that was cool to see Floyd, you know, put, you know, post that. So um, it sounds like there, whatever was going on between them, they probably, you know, hashed that out because I mean, think about it, man. It's just like, if y'all, 
work together, y'all can go to the top, man. <laughs> you know, simple as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all can go to the stop, to the to the top. Excuse me. Yeah, if they work hand in hand. You know what I mean? As far as like uh, Floyd, he plays the promoter. Like exactly, you know, he he is the name now, so he don't really have to play play like he's the fighter anymore to show me you yeah. know just back him up just back, you know, him, just up. back, tank. back him up and drop jewels on him I mean, yeah. I mean come on dude I mean you signed to TMT you got 24-7 access to Floyd Mayweather his mind his his boxing IQ come on man you you can't you, you gotta realize what you got yeah yeah cause like you can only do it for so long you know what I mean even the spotlight you know for yeah. Floyd you can only do it for so long so there has to be a point like if you want to keep your name in boxing you gotta tie your names to gifted fighters absolutely you know i mean just like if you had a mike tyson now you would have to know how to handle that you know what and, I mean? and think to me that should be satisfying when i say man i found a dominant rough i found this kid and just you know groomed him and nurtured him and now look at him that that should make you feel good too seeing another guy you know that you got it to the top i mean yeah yeah because uh tank you know like we say he young but I see something in him, man. Like yeah. I, I really see something in him. Like as far as his skill wise, that's why I went back and looked at like four or five of his fights. I was like, damn, yeah. you know, like. And then there was people online just saying now, like when they've been looking at fights too, they were like, I don't know if Loma can hang, hang, yeah, you know, with them, man. Hey, I'm, all, I'm gonna keep hey, saying that, man. Well, I said it from day one. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm from B more. He from B more. What well, it, it's more than that, and I said mm -hmm. it, it's it's something there, you know. And even you, you I mean. The way Floyd goaded on him it had to be something there, you know. Yeah. What I mean, Floyd could goad on anybody, and he had other fighters, but I never seen him mm -hmm. in an act with any other fighters the way he did with I, Tank Davis. Me either, man. Like there have been guys with him with him with Floyd with day one, but you know you haven't really seen him guide him like this. You Absolutely. know he hasn't really like guided him. You know he's kind of worked with them and kind of let them do their thing to see if they could make it. But, you know, with Tank, he's kind of, like, a little bit more protective. Absolutely. Him, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, I think he really sees something in him, man. But uh, last question about it, the fight, man. Since he's been out for, like, 10 months, what do you think? You think he's looking for rounds? You think he's trying to make that statement? Um, Same with, like, Keith Thurman. I was kind of wondering that. I mean, being from B-more, if I, if, if, I if I could call it from where I'm from, I mean, he going to put on the show, man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I mean... Go out with a bang, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 the Baltimore way, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. You're looking for the ass whooping, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what the crowd wants to see. That's what you know. <laughs> that's hey, what we like to do, man. I, I believe you know it, man. Saying? Like Tank ain't really like a big talker, but like when he get in the ring, them hands are loud, you know. And and, and then think about it, that I mean, why would you want to? Go 12 with this guy. For real, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't know. You know, a lot of people don't know him. His mm -hmm. last, last minute opponent. You know, it's not his fault. No discredit to him. But I'm just saying, I mean, this ain't the type of guy you really want to be going 12 with, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, you know, like we see in the past, late replacement can be a bad thing, you know? Absolutely. You know, you let the person get in their groove. Absolutely. You know what's going to happen. That's why I say, Absolutely. like, for me, yeah, I believe he should make that statement. You know, blast him out, you know. First half of the fight, man. I guess gonna leave my prediction. I'm gonna have to say, I'm probably thinking Tank gonna probably stop him like five, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can, I can agree with that. And you know, normally I always go to the later rounds, but about five rounds, man. I mean, people gotta realize this kid is powerful, accurate, and um, he's a smart fighter. 
Yeah, he definitely not like a a, a crazy punch happy guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That can set it up, you know. Absolutely. So, um, I I I agree with that. Around round five, um, Tank Tank is going. You know, Ruiz Ruiz is will succumb to the punishment. Yeah, because he's been stopped two times before too. So I'm feeling like I can just see it now, like the head snapping back from you know tank Uh shots. Because nobody at 130 has really felt that. That's what I'm saying. That like like no, you know that that that's the thing that kind of changes things for fighting Tank Davis because you're not really going to feel that type of power Mm -hmm. at that weight class. And how many fighters can hang with that type of power? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's some guys that you know may have sparred you know spar bigger guys or whatever, but Tank Davis definitely st- spars bigger guys, and um, the power is real. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's just real. Yeah. <laughs> That's just real, man. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. That's why I'm, I'm yeah I'm gonna go with probably fifth round, fifth round knockout for Tank Davis. Put you down for the same, right? Yeah, like I say, pretty much, man. Um, like it should same. be a short night. All right, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, moving on to this other topic, man. It was just some you know. When we was talking on the phone like we do, you know, yeah. we're getting the boxing talk. You know, there's there's a there's a raw boxing talk we do. You know, yeah. people probably think we just we only talk about boxing when we when we when we do this. This is definitely like the edited down yeah. version of what yeah, we talk. PG thirteen version. Yeah, and in 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 a palatable way too. You know, we want the guy want the listeners to be interested because we can go on for days and days and days yeah. you know what i'm saying about boxing so you know this is like we definitely looking at all the parameters trying to you know bring you guys an entertaining show exactly yeah man that's why i say when we was talking about let me i'll break it down because we was we was on the phone talking like one of us said we we were done but then somebody brought something up and we got to talking again yeah, of <laughs> so course. the last thing you had mentioned we were talking to, we were talking about fighters and like I can't remember what it was you said, but it was just something you said about Pernell Whitaker fighting the right fight. And then there was something to the effect of fighting like the right opponent. So I was just kind of thinking like, what is it a fighter should really care about? Is it him fighting the right fight or fighting the right opponent? Mm-hmm. And by fighting the right opponent, I mean like it could depend on the fighter thinking he's fighting the right opponent for whatever reason, mm-hmm. or the, let's say, the casual fan, you know, they want to see you fight the right fighter or your promoter. You know, they all have their different reason or, or you know, explanation of what you fighting the right fighter means. You know what right. I mean? And then the second part where I was talking about was, you know, a fighter caring about fighting the right fight. You know, actually being in the ring and performing. Absolutely. So two different things, but they kind of can go hand in hand. But what do you think, man, as far as like a fighter, what should he really care about as far as like fighting the right fight? If you were in his shoes fighting the right opponent as far as like somebody that could cement his legacy or just kind of make him look good like what what should he really think of well yesterday when you when you posed that question you know i had you know you got to process stuff i do anyway that's the type of person i am i got to process stuff and after i processed it and thought about it a little deeper to be honest i think that fighting the right fight probably will always trump fighting the right opponent because you know what you do in the ring makes a difference you know what i'm saying that's what really matters what you do in the ring you know the the the, the opponent 
opponent can make you look bad. I mean, yeah. you know, on because when people say the right opponent, that's on paper yeah. because you haven't fought them yet. You know what I'm saying? So you just making an assessment off paper. Right. Well, this guy watching tape and you know how they how they gather facts. You know about their opponent or whatever, but it's still just on paper. Mm-hmm. But fighting the right fight to me is going to take you longer to take you further because you know each opponent is different and you need to know how to fight the right fight for the right opponent you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that 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 skill set will take you further than picking and choosing the guy that you may think yeah it will give you this test or will give you that you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. in my opinion okay yeah because what I'm about to say pretty much almost the same because I'm thinking like if a fighter is always thinking about himself as far as fighting the right fight, what he's going to bring to the table. Fighting the right fight can mean, you know, whatever it takes when you're in there with that Absolutely. particular opponent. That means you're more worried about you making it. You making it. You know, you're more worried about you making a statement in the game because, you know, like say Floyd, when he fought Carlos Baltimore, you know, what I mean, it wasn't necessarily like he's picking and choosing an opponent. He he knew at the time he was at Lanier lineal welterweight champion after he beat Zab Judah. Right. You know, so he was more concerned about what he was going to do in the ring. You know, people booed when he did what he had to do to beat him, you mm-hmm. know, beat the bigger man right. and put, put on that style. But he was more concerned about using his tools and fighting that right fight right and not, fight. you know, worried about the other fighter. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. why I say, like, it seems like when a, a fighter they've all, or a boxer, you know, whatever, in MMA – Whenever they uh, have been more concerned about not being selfish, but concerned about themselves as far as what they're going to do in the ring and not worry about who the opponent is. It kind of seems like they they're the ones that tended to last longer. You know, what I mean, right. or maybe have made a bigger statement on the game. Yeah, because think about it. If you fight the right fight, you can face anybody. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you fight the right fight. If you have the ability to do that, make adjustments and change and, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. If you have the ability to do that, you can face any opponent. Yeah. You know, as opposed to you selecting the opponents because, you know, you're never working on those deficiencies you may have. You know what I mean? You saying, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's is, is a soft touch. You know, this guy, he's a light punch you you know you, you you're picking guys that you know for a fact can't really knock you out so your chin is never being tested what happens when a guy slips in there who can punch you or a guy that you think is a soft touch lands the right punch the perfect punch mm-hmm. and you know so um i just think you take you, you put more risk with that mentality yeah than having you know the mentality of saying okay all right look i'm in the ring this guy here southpaw he, you know, he throwing the jab constantly. I got to figure out and adjust and go in here and fight the right fight. Right. You know, to win tonight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because uh, to me, for for example, again, like the guys like Bernard Hopkins and more recently like Andre Ward, like the guys who have like not necessarily were out there picking and choosing opponents and more concerned about that right fight you know mm-hmm. what they do the plan you know as far as what they do worrying about their technique and not worrying about that right guy that can make them look good right 
they they were they would always coming through with the win, you know. Right. Because in the long run, the win is what's important, you know. Because to the casual fan fighting the right fight to them, it it might mean going in there and putting on that right fight that they want to see. As far as you getting bloodied up and you know going toe to toe, getting knocked down a few times, and it could mean you not winning. You yeah. know what I mean? For in in like the casual fans' eyes, you know what I mean? Like they they might just want to see a war. You could lose, and that's the right fight for them. Exactly. Right? They walk exactly. away satisfied. Exactly. But for exactly. the fighter in the long run, they have to fight right. What's right? What's what's for them? You know, because they they they're the ones you know that gotta that fight the next fight. You know what I mean? Right. You know, this is their career. It's not just a, a scrap in the schoolyard. You know, you know they don't just come and perform, and then that's it. You no. know what I mean? Like in the long run, they lose. They could lose everything. Yeah, you know? some of this stuff is for all the marbles, man. You right. know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not, it's not a fight in the schoolyard. You know what I'm saying? It's it's high stakes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you ever think there's like a a line like they have to kind of draw sometimes? You know, just to try to, you know, make their career more storybook, where they have to seek out an opponent that's gonna make them look good. You know what I mean? Like I mean, whether it be looking good as far as a rivalry, you know, and not like a one-sided beating. Well, I mean, we touched on that a little bit the other day. And I mean, yeah. to me, you, you you have to do that. But, you know, I just want to use this fight as, as an example why you have to do it. Okay, the Triple G and Canelo fight, very dangerous fight for both fighters. But we, 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 we were blessed to witness two very very good fights you know high level boxing so it's like these guys had to take risk big yeah. risks to push themselves to those type of extremes every guy is not you know every fighter don't have that in them you know what I'm saying like you know some some some, some guys just want to pick guys that they know they can beat you know right. what I'm saying Right, you know, but if some guys are true competitors. Like, man, this guy, I, man, people. Every some people think he the best. Some mm-hmm. people think I, I really want to know who's the best. You know what I mean? And um, we really, really, really got to see that in um the Triple G Canelo fight. I mean, and really take the judges out. I'm just talking about how two athletes perform on a high level like that. I mean, both of them taking all types of bombs dropping ball you know what i'm yeah. saying it was just a very two very very entertaining fights you know what i'm saying regardless of the outcomes of them it really wasn't a loser when you perform on the level that they performed on mm-hmm. okay so that's another good point because it's like for that situation you finding the right opponent to, to help you look good in a way is building your legacy. Exactly. You exactly. Know? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, some people could do it in a way to say, well, I know I can knock this guy out. But some guys are saying, this guy's going to push yeah. me and take me to places I ain't never been. Right. You know what I mean? Which is why I was going to bring up, like, when you're doing it to make the other fighter look good, that's more like the promoter's eyes. You know, the exactly. promoter or the manager, most of the time, they're going to be seeking out that right opponent that they know is going to make you look good. Because I heard in the past, you know, some fighters say, or some promoters have said after a fighter's career is over, they said, oh, yeah, we we avoided that fight because, you know, there could have been a risk there. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. We, you know, we stayed on this road because it helped make him look good. You know? So we were getting the right opponents in that way to make him look good and keep him safe. You know, I mean, I, I, I've even heard handlers say that in so many words with like 
fight is like current. You know what I mean? Current, yeah. yeah, you know, no, nah, that wasn't a good fight. For, you know what I mean? Whatever yeah. the case may be. But like you say, you bring up a guy like Andre Ward. It's never been a, a guy that's come up that that's not a good guy for him. Whoever it was, he, he mm-hmm. fought him. You know, even whether the outcome was a decision, or you know, he was just he got knocked down. He might have been. He never was like that. Opponent wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he went in there and fought the right fight every time. You know, yeah. it came out pretty much on top. And like, you know, besides the Kovalev thing where he had to gain weight, that's different. You know, of course he had to approach that different. I mean, mm-hmm. he couldn't just go up two weight classes. You know, well, one weight class, right? Yeah. One weight he class. One weight class, yeah. You know, he had to do that strategically and do it intelligently. So, um, you know, besides that, he faced anybody they put in front of him right then and there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, to me, like I said, that, that 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 really makes the difference, you know, fighting the right fight, you know, because some fights you got to fight different. Yeah. You know, every fight is not the same. Yeah, because... Uh Whenever a fighter goes in there, they, again, like I say, I stress that, man. It's like not to be selfish, but in some way, like you said, it, it, we said before, it has to be. You have to think of self-preservation, you know. Yeah. Floyd, he's always started that. You know, Absolutely. it's like Absolutely. it's never been about fighting the right opponent until, like, of course, you get to the end of your career. Then you can kind of pick and choose who you want to fight. Absolutely. But at the same time, you still picking the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? Like you picking Canelo, you picking Delahoy and them. You picking a pack Pacquiao because it still is a business, but at the same time, you you need that right opponent to build himself up. Absolutely. At the same time, then when y'all meet there, it's more fighting the right fight, fighting the right opponent at the right time. You know, everything <laughs> connecting. It, it, like I, I want to bring up, so I was watching something the other day, and they were talking about Dominic Cruz. You know, UFC. What was he? The former bantamweight, featherweight champion, or whatever. Yeah, but um. They were talking about, you know, his style and how he has like a very unique style and, you know, it, it's kind of customized to Dominic Cruz. They said he, he his thing is he doesn't like get punched in the face. So he has a style that negates getting punched in the face. So yeah. whatever it takes, you know what I'm saying? This is my thing, you know, so he don't like, like hey. get punched in the face. So. His his feet are fast. Footwork is a big thing for him, you know. So whatever you got to do, you know what I mean. I, I, whatever more, you got to do, I can commend the guy for doing something like that versus saying I'm not fighting a puncher. You know Ex- what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. You know what I mean? You know he's saying off the top. Look, I don't like getting. Some yeah. people say, "Oh man, it gets me mad." Hype. Mm-hmm. No, he say, "No, nah, bro, I don't like getting hit and punch. So I need a style that negates punches to the face a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just thought that was kind of you know brilliant in a fighter in the fighters world you know what I'm saying yes. because he, he's a very entertaining fighter and a very prominent good champion you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah. it's not like this guy you know is nobody he's Dominic Cruz he's going in the, in, in the, in the books you know Hall of Fame and to, and to do that like craft a style like that come up with a style <laughs> to avoid getting hit in the face to me that's impressive yeah and, and be effective and be effective, effective. yeah and be, and be effective. effective with it absolutely you know, because absolutely. it goes back to that you saying okay I know I, I want to be a fighter, but at the same time, I don't like getting hit and I'm not going to pick and choose. I want to fight my fight. So I'm going to craft this style for me. Absolutely. And to me, I, I take my hat off and that's that's all respected because yeah. that means you go against anybody. You go against him. And that's yeah. why I had to bring that up, you know, even yeah. though it was, you know, kind of left, not left field, but, you know, it's MMA or whatever. But 
totally you know, I just thought game. that yeah. yeah, I thought that was just a you know good point that they brought up about um Dominic Cruz, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, who likes to get hit in the face? Yeah, I mean, not too, yeah. not too many people. Right. You know, so that don't mean you can't be a fighter though. You know what right. I'm saying? And you can't be a champion. Yeah, cuz we know, you know, the 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 whole part of the competition MMA and boxing is to not get hit, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, not so, get hit. Yeah. so you you just want to be able to take a punch if you have to, but you want to come up with a style to make it as to deflect as many punches as exactly. possible. You, you know? take a punch if you have to. If you have you know to. But see the guys who think of, oh man, I can't fight this guy because he might hit me too much. They they're a guy that might want to rethink the sport. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because they're thinking about getting hit. But with boxers, it's like all right, we might get hit in there, but we gotta come up with that style. Absolutely. We got to come with that defensive uh, style to get yeah. hit at least, least amount of time. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's what an intelligent fighter would do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, say what you want to say. What do you I, I wouldn't recommend any fighter just going in there taking punches and taking punishment. It's not conducive to, you know, mm-hmm. your future. Yeah, it's really not. So I mean, it may, as entertaining as it may be, it's not. It's not really. It's not really a smart thing or a good thing. And I mean, we, like I say, they have a life after fighting, and mm-hmm. we want to see them enjoy some of maybe the fruits of their labor. Yeah, yeah, that's why we want to see it. We don't just want to seek. For for me, I love to see the sweet science, and you know, I love to see somebody that can go in there and have a long career, you know, for themselves, and you exactly. know, just fight everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just. You know, make the sport look good and not just be the type to go in there, take a beating, you know, for, for you know, for the fans. You know, yeah, I mean? for the crowd to cheer. Yeah, crowd you got to, you know, you, you, you got to draw that line, I think, you know, because some people, some fighters say, hey, man, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the crowd ain't, ain't in here fighting with me. You know what I'm saying? The exactly. crowd ain't yeah. getting busted up. You know, I got to do what's for me. So it's like and that's a, that, that's another skill. And. Being able to like tune all that stuff out. I mean, you know how many times Floyd got booed and this and he was able to tune all that stuff out and still focus on the task at hand. That's mm-hmm. that got that has to be like a skill in itself, you know, to yeah. be able to tune that stuff out. To have that type of focus. That and you know the writers after a fight, you know what I mean? Like writers, yeah. you know, you you are curious. You can't help it. You human. You know, you might be curious to know what they're writing about because that's what you on the top for. You know, then yeah. when you see somebody like. You know, from ESPN or something, they write, no, he was a stinker this night. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's got to make you feel a certain way. But, you, but at the same time, you said you got to be able to tune it out. You know? Yeah, got to, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What do you think, man, as far as like, what are the pros, man, and the pros and cons of being the type of guy that takes control of your game when you get in the ring and you be that fighter to to always go in there and just, just worry about the fight and fight? I mean, to, to, to me, a lot of the, the, the some of the pros are it, it's no excuses. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can't blame your train in the corner, this and the third. You took your, 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 your destiny into your own hands. You went out there and gave it your all and um, respect. You know, you can live with yourself and if you know you went out there and gave it your all, even right. win, lose, or draw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's so many positives in the fight game that you could take from that because um it's just what fighting is all about you know i mean you get knocked down you get back up you know you never give up you know all the things that you know fighters really base their their, their, their life around but i mean as far as 
Cons? I don't know. And what do you what 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 what, what cons you what, what do you think? I don't know. I guess the cons I'm kind of thinking of are the the business side of it, you know what I mean. Okay. Like sometimes it seems like when you're too good for your own self, it's hard to get fights. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes your your label boring, and then that kind of puts that that label on you where. When the fans see that, the fans are like, oh, I might not be interested in this fighter. He don't like to get hit. He like to run. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of like that that one con I could see. But I guess if you can balance it right and market yourself right, you know what I mean? You can still get in there. But that's just the one kind of kind of con I can see that the fans would. Yeah, know. definitely. Definitely. You know what I mean? it's It would be boxing on a high level when everybody is not a fan of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like you know whether it's uh jujitsu or boxing in the gyms you know you can see more so see the crowd in there where they appreciating the science you know what i mean because they're the ones actually going through it you know what i mean and actually learning from each other so right. when you actually witness those sparring sessions it's like you can see everybody appreciating it you know yeah you know they're not appreciating seeing you getting your ass whooped in there or they they're not saying get your get your nose busted you know what i mean no, right. they, they want to see you move your head more and you know, put on put on a technical show because you're still working, you know, and at the Absolutely. same time, like even little competitions with uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, you know, they, they appreciate that type of stuff. But like when you look at the, the, the masses, you know, they're looking at it like, you know, we want to see somebody die. You know what right. I mean? They want to see somebody get hurt. They don't care. So it's kind of like that line, man, like you, you, you they, they still kind of looking for you to put on some type of show. But at the same time, give us blood, you know? Yeah. But it's hard. It's always hard to satisfy fans. Because, like, I was telling you, too, before we were talking on the phone last night, Deontay Wilder, like, he's a guy that's giving everybody what they want, knocking people out. Yeah. You know, but they still are saying something about him. He's fighting bums now. But if yeah. he was boxing them, boxing them to death, oh, he's boring, you know? Yeah, he's boring. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like you say, sometimes you just can't win. You have to do what is for you. When it you all comes down saying? to it, that's yeah, the best thing. It's for you, you know. Um, but that's absolutely right. That's how it is, man. Yeah. What about uh, a pros and cons of fighting the right opponent? The pros Let's say and cons you, the of opponent, fighting, yeah, they choosing right opponents for you. I mean, it, it's a lot of cons with that to me because, like I said, um, you know, you're making all these assessments on paper, and that might not transition into the ring you know what i'm saying i mean this guy i mean you can have an off night i mean this guy can have an on night i mean just so many factors with 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 the things that could go wrong with cherry picking i'm gonna just call it what it is and you know what i'm saying um if 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 all out if if it all goes left and you lose it's a big upset you got a big hole to dig yourself out of you know what I'm saying because you picked this guy that you thought was a soft touch or whatever the case was and he he pulled off the upset now you kind of upside down in the game you know what I mean Mm -hmm. just 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 a lot of stuff it's kind of like just kind of wanting to take the easy the easy way out and and it's just you know it's not what the warrior code is really based on you know what I'm saying right and it's 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 the opposite you you don't get respect from us you know what I mean when we know that you are out there just cherry picking but like what do you think about the term cherry picking? Like, do you think it's just a state of mind? Like, as far as let's say the fighter who's looking for the easy opponent, is that the only time you could really call the cherry? You know what I mean? Versus just calling 
a C or D level cherry, do you think? Which is kind of, do you think it's kind of disrespectful to call a fighter a cherry? Or just think of it as a state of mind where the guy's like, oh, I think he's easy, so I'm going to take this guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, some guys, I mean, their records let you know that. They there for the check. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, and then some people, it's, it's in the mind thinking that, oh, I mean, this guy's a champion, but he's one of the easier champions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it is kind of a cherry if you if we know you're a guy, but you are going for a D, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, now, it, not unless you just came off fighting three A's. If you just came off fighting three A's and you wanted to take a D to stay active, okay, we 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 might let that slide. But you can't be fighting C's and then go down to a D. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, you gotta 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 keep it. Gotta keep it fair, man. Yeah, gotta keep it fair, man. You know, I mean, we talking about high level athletes. We ain't talking about, you know, guys that are just novices or just getting in the game. We talking about world champions. I mean, accredited guys. I mean, pedigree, huge amateur records. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Some some Olympic medalist you know what right, I'm saying right. we expect big things out these people ain't eh? you know we not talking about just you know just anybody we talking about the guys you know top five top ten guys um in the world and um you, you, to me you do have to a certain status to uphold yeah yeah because when we seen the guys and the legends in the past you know we seen like the guys they fight that got them there to that status and every now and then it might have a soft touch we just like oh okay you know mm-hmm. they deserve it you know yeah. what i mean but like absolutely but sometimes you see guys that's consistently on that road and we like all right now you got to step it up man you know stop talking about money go ahead and get this fight the real you know yeah. the real fight man so you know just kind of finding that balance too you know of, uh finding you know always trying to fight the right fight and then keep that mind frame then you're always kind of like I'll fight anybody, you know, mm-hmm. you know, no, no fight is a risk. You know what I mean? And and one thing I wanted to say, and is like it. So like you said, fighting the right opponent or fighting the right fight it in, in, in some aspect, they could be tied together because, you know, I mean, fighting the right fight, like I say, don't mean it's a bum all the time right. either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I say, I mean, fighting the right fight could be, you know, this guy's perfectly matched for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We same size, we same age, we same this, we same on the same, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. However you however you match things up, but it, it, it could be that. But it's more so on the other end towards the cherry picking guys, picking guys that they think that's going to be an easy fight as opposed to a guy picking a guy that they know that they could be like a per I'm gonna give you a perfect example. I'm gonna give you a perfect example. All right. Bernard Hopkins choosing to face Kelly Pavlik. At that time, Kelly Pavlik was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous. But Bernard Hopkins saw something. You know what I'm saying? So it it definitely wasn't a cherry pick. It definitely wasn't taking the easy route. Mm-mm. It just was being wise and seeing things, you know, being an older fighter in the game. And it's still 
fighting the right fight. You know what I'm saying? And having the right opponent. And having the right, exactly. I mean, having the right yeah, opponent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I mean. A, yeah, having the right opponent. Example. Yeah, so so yeah. Th- that that's why I say, yeah, yeah, that's a perfect example because, yeah, yeah it, it, it was the right opponent for Bernard Hopkins to be an older guy in the game and this guy to be a young champion, big, you know, or mm-hmm. just a young, younger, younger, strong guy, heavy hitter, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to, 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 to take that on, but it still was, everything was, Strategical, yeah. you know what I'm saying. It, it really required Hopkins to fight the right fight in his mind, absolutely. And what he could do to his best of to his ability to make it look the way he did. You Abs- know what I mean? Absolutely. The way he made it look the way he did, because like we say, like in no way was Kelly Pavlik a cherry or a tomato tomato nah, can. He was, a dangerous he was fight. the right opponent. Yeah. You know that night he was the right opponent. And he fought the right fight. So when you put that together, it made for a good fight at the same time. You know, a good boxing lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was going to actually say, like, Tyson Holyfield. You know, it was kind of like for Holyfield to fight that right fight against the right opponent. But at the same time, he was the right opponent that made part of his legacy, you know, his second coming. You know, Holyfield's second coming. And the right opponent as in making the crowd happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was kind of a mixture of that, too. Because him, he fought his fight against the right opponent that could really put him back on the map, you know? Yeah. But yeah, man, like, it's just so many different ways to look at it. Yeah. You know, I always kind of yeah. but, like, but, 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 but even still, Ant, you see a lot more of fighting the right opponent as a escape, as a scapegoat. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it is examples, Bernard Hopkins and Kelly Pavley, mm-hmm. Tyson and Holyfield. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a million examples out there, yeah, yeah. but more people, when we say that, they're leaning towards something easier. Yeah. You know what I'm Always, saying? Yeah. Like, that's why I was saying like right opponent in the hardcore fans eyes could mean something different than in the promoter's eyes, you know, mm-hmm. or the manager's eyes. Absolutely. You know, their eyes, they could say, yeah, uh, the right opponent's us is a guy, you know, with the feather fist, you know, right. You know, the guy with the glass chin, you know, yeah, but to yeah. us, it's the guy with the same pedigree as him. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that titles. knockout artist over there. Yeah, yeah, who just who is next in line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um but yeah that 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 was definitely um a good little topic to bring up and, and oh, you yeah, know yeah. be able to expound on like just the different different perspectives, different ways you could, you can look at it, but like I say, I mean for the most part I would want to be fighting the right fight. I would want to have the ability and the knowledge to be able to fight the right fight when that time comes. Yeah, I agree with that, man. Same for me. It's just like being able to, like I said, be a fighter that could just go in there and fight any style, you know, or just worry about you and what your technique and your craft is. You won't care about who you face. Mm-hmm. You won't care about what they bring to the table. But yeah, man, like that was just a little topic, you know, I just kind of want to kind of go in a little bit more. But, you know, we can always come back to it, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah. You know, it was just something different. You know, we do a little something different. Absolutely. Today, man. I mean, we do what we want to do. Man. We do you know what, what we want to do. We do what we want to do. You yeah. know, only parameters we got is boxing, and that's it. You know, but we this this our this our show. We run it so, for real. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, man. But uh, yeah. Before we wrap this thing up, man, I was anything else you want to say before we close? Any no, thoughts, man? Uh, nah, not really, man. Just um, like we always say, you know, everybody keep um supporting if you are, you know. If you're not listening, try to listen, you know, just 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 rock with us, man. That's it. Yeah, for real, man. And uh, just make sure y'all you know, continue to follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook, 
And, uh, you know, just subscribe to the uh, podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And uh, you can follow me on Combo Breaker 99 on Instagram and on YouTube. And where else can they follow you, P? Uh, you can follow me at Loud Pack Boxing on Instagram and at um, P Barn Help on Instagram. All right, man. Yeah, sound good. But yeah, man, um, we're going to wrap this thing up, man. But yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be, in the building, man, on Friday, bro. Friday, yes, sir. Yeah, but uh, my name is Combo Breaker 99. It's your boy Boxing P. And we out, y'all. Later. Peace.